listening to PetLifeRadio.com. It's Behave with Arden Moore, the show that teaches you how to have harmony in the household with your pets. Join Arden as she travels coast to coast to help millions better understand why cats and dogs do what they do. Get the latest scoop on famous faces, their perfectly pampered pets, and who's walking who in Rin Tin Tinseltown. From famous pet experts and best-selling authors to television and movie stars, you'll get the latest buzz from wagging tongues and tails. Garner great pet tips and have a doggone fur-flying fun time. So get ready for the pause and applause as we unleash your all-behave host, America's pet edutainer, Arden Moore. Welcome to the O-Behave show on Pet Life Radio. I'm your host, Arden Moore. Very few individuals who weigh slightly more than a taco can make a mark in this world. But one mighty chihuahua named Gidget did just that. She became the darling of Madison Avenue and adored by millions for simply looking right into that camera and declaring, Yo quiero Taco Bell. Now here, to share the legacy of Gidget and other celebrity pets is our very, very special guest, world-renowned animal trainer, Sue Chipperton. Hey, Sue, welcome to the show. Hi, thanks for having me. I'm glad you're here. Now, listeners, how well do you know Gidget and other Hollywood tail-wagging stars? Let's find out right after this commercial break. So sit and stay. We'll be right back. Time for a pause. Four furry ones actually sit and stay. All Behave will be right back. It's time for school for you and your friends, your furry best friends. Train your dog the fun and easy way with Teacher's Pet Sessions. Teacher's Pet host, Pia Silvani, teaches you step-by-step how to train your dog the fun and easy way. You get eight 30-minute live audio training sessions, complete transcripts of each session, plus a basic training manual to get you and your dog off to a great start. Training begins the moment you bring your dog home. Teacher's Pet Sessions offers positive reinforcement training to shape your dog's behavior and encourages upbeat, enthusiastic responses to ensure that your dog will enjoy learning. Teacher's Pet Sessions dog training is fun at both ends of the leash. So listen, learn, and laugh with your dog with Teacher's Pet Sessions. Get your copy of Teacher's Pet Sessions Volume 1 today. To order, go to TeachersPetSessions.com. Hi, this is Pia Silvani, your host. Bring your dog, tug toy, and treats, and get ready to have some fun. TeachersPetSessions.com Having a rough day? Longing for the dog days of summer? think your fun furry friend lives a dog's life? Well, find out everything you're begging to know as Pet Life Radio presents It's a Doggy Dog World with pet expert and award-winning author Liz Palaika. Every dog has his day and you'll find out how to make your dog's day fun and rewarding every week on demand only on PetLifeRadio.com. PetLifeRadio.com. Hi, this is Zach George, host of Animal Planet Superfetch. Listen to the Obehave Show with Arden Moore on Pet Life Radio. 
Obehave is back with more tail-wagging ways to achieve harmony in the household with your pets. Now, back to your fetching host, America's pet edutainer, Arden Moore. Welcome back to the Obehave show on Pet Life Radio. I'm your host, Arden Moore. Our special guest is Sue Chipperton. Now, when it comes to training animals for TV, the movies, commercials, Sue is sheer genius. She's trained cats, dogs, ducks, cows, even squirrels, and more. And she unleashes their animal magnetism on us. Now, do you love the dogs from that movie, Beverly Hills Chihuahua? Were you wowed by the duck in the movie, Duck, from 2005? Then it's time to give pause and applause to Sue Chipperton. And today, we'd like to pay a special tribute to one of Sue's itty-bitty stars, Gidget, the famous Taco Bell Chihuahua. Now, Gidget went to uh, Dougie Heaven on July 21st at the age of 15. Sue, I mean, next to where's the beef and, hey, Mikey, you know, he likes it. I think (laughs) Yoketo Taco Bell is like an American icon slogan that we all know, love, embrace. In fact, I'm getting kind of hungry for some tacos right now. (laughs) So let's talk a little bit about how you and Gidget hooked up and uh, a little bit about uh, how this all came to be. Okay. Well, you know, I work for a company called Studio Animal Services. I've been there for nearly 16 years now. And when we're out doing our thing during the day, we always keep our eyes open for any animals, whether it's at shelters or, you know, if we're going to look at puppies for a job because we do a lot of puppy jobs and we'll see Mm -hmm. what else they have. And if it's something that appeals to us and we think we might like to keep and train, then we would acquire them. So I was on a job for something else, went to a breeder looking at puppies that we were going to use for a different job, and I saw Gidget and her litter mate in a puppy pen and just fell in love with her. She was eight weeks old, and I got her for studio animal services, and I trained her. So she, she actually lived with me from eight weeks old till this past July when she turned, she was 15. So we had quite a long life together. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> I mean, you think about it, in 15 years, there's such milestones, our pets, and I'm amazed at what, if you just pull the clock back 15 years ago, you've probably went through a few cars, maybe a couple relationships and, <laughs> and some other things, but Gidget has been your constant. Yes, definitely. Yeah, I think I've moved like three or four times. and <laughs> Right. She's, she's been with me the, the all, every step of the way, so... She was, you know, she basically lived her life as a pet, and Mm -hmm. then there were days she went to work. So, you know, I trained her, like I said, I trained her from when she was a puppy, and purely like for studio work, it's a different kind of training, what we actually train them to do than, you know, if it was just obedience training for a pet. And she would go on set with me when I was working on other jobs, which is a good portion of the training is actually getting your new dogs exposed to all the different environments that they're going to be working in in the future. So she would always kind of be with me and I'd get her out on set when I wasn't working and let her see sound stages and, you know, all the crazy things that happen when you're on a stage, people moving scenery and people walking by in weird outfits and and get them all exposed to that, which the average pet doesn't really see that kind of thing. (laughs) No, no. And she sounds like she wasn't a diva when it wasn't her time to be on the camera, right? She was just hanging back, huh? She actually, she was, like I said, at home and just when she wasn't working, she just was like any normal pet just hanging out. 
But when we got on set, she did have a little bit of an attitude, um, <laughs> which I liked because it's like um, you want a dog to be confident and outgoing when they get on, on set. Yeah. And she definitely was that. And I, the ways that I trained her and I would train any small dog is I basically train them like they're a big dog. I do not carry them. I do Good. not, you know, molly coddle them. It's like you've got four feet. You can walk on your own. And that is what uh, the major part of small dogs and them being yappy in your arms and being overprotective and biting people is because the owner is carrying them around in their arms all the time and, and they're, you know, being protected from everything. So Gidget and any small dog that I've trained, Moondoggy, the dog from the Legally Blonde movies, the, the chihuahua that was in that, they walk everywhere, and I just look at them like they're a German Shepherd when I'm training them. It's like you're just you know what? Insane. I'm so glad you said that because I think that there's these little itty bitty lethal weapons in purses all over. You know that yes. the dogs that are under four or five pounds. Because if I'm a dog and I don't have four on the floor, you can bet I'm gonna like snarl, snap at you. Don't you think? Yeah, and just the fact that you are being held by a person, and that person is your protector. It's like. I don't have to do anything but be here and just, you know, you're protecting them and they're protecting you. And it's just this little um, catch-22 that takes place where it's like somebody reaches in and they snap and then the person goes, oh, it's okay, and they pet their dog, rewarding them for bad behavior, <laughs> you know. I know. <laughs> yeah, it becomes a vicious cycle. So when I would walk her on set, most of the time, well, it was a very unusual set to begin with because the major part about my job when I'm taking an animal on set is I am there to train them and to work them in front of the camera, but I'm also there to protect them, protect them from anything bad happening to them or like I'm constantly looking around looking for the next person that's going to drop an apple box or a piece of scenery on the ground and make a loud noise and therefore scare my animal. So we're there to protect them also when we're working. And with a small dog, of course, you know, they're a little more sensitive than the bigger dogs. So Gidget's set when she would work, well, I, you could hear a pin drop. I mean, the uh, assistant directors and the PAs that worked on that job, once they'd finished setting the camera, the lights and all the stuff, they would call us to set and Gidget, I would walk her in off leash and she would just trot across the soundstage up to her mark in front of the camera and be ready to go. And it was wow. just, it, I've never seen another dog like it, but I mean, I've never had another dog that's done over 40 commercials either. With Gidget, the other thing I think is genius is we had, um, you know, uh, John Provost on our show, the guy with, uh, you know, Timmy and Lassie, and this is another gender bender. You've got all the dogs in Lassie were males, but yeah. it was a female portrayal. So tell us a little bit about her voice. She had a very deep voice on TV. <laughs> yeah, and she spoke Spanish. Um, <laughs> she, um, yeah, well, she was portraying a night, the demographics on a think I'm getting this correct for Taco Bell, but the demographics for Taco Bell are teenage boys. Oh, um, okay. So that was her role. That's what she portrayed as a teenage boy, like 18, 19 years old in college, you know, because that is their, um, you know, in college, you'd eat nothing but Taco Bell, I guess. <laughs> um, so, yeah, and, you know, it was funny because on the first day of the first commercial, which I was not there, I was actually on out of state on a, working on a movie, and another trainer took her down for the very first Taco Bell commercial. And I don't know if you remember, but there was another little chihuahua in it, like a smaller, timid-looking chihuahua. And that was the girlfriend that would, you know, sit on the stairs or something as she was going down the fire escape. That 
other chihuahua was actually cast as the lead dog, Gidget's part. And on the oh, day, really? the director switched them. And oh, my so, gosh. Therefore, Gidget became the star, but it could have quite have easily gone the other way. So, yeah, she could have been just in it for a couple of commercials and then be done. But um, she got switched at the last minute to the lead role and not the girlfriend role. And just because the director liked her look better and the way she acted. And then history was made. So, now, I'm hoping uh, that the other dog didn't go into rehab or anything because of not having this chance of a big break. <laughs> I have ever heard or anything. <laughs> <laughs> Dinky, that was his name. Dinky had a pretty good career. It was from another animal company. I didn't train that dog, but uh, I believe that dog had a pretty good, uh, <laughs> a pretty good okay, career. So not quite as good okay. as Gidget, but yeah. Well, that's showbiz, even if you have four legs, yeah. right? Yeah. Wow, <laughs> I didn't know that yeah. at all. But this voice, it's sort of like a Antonio Banderas kind of voice. I, I love her voice or the actor that played yeah. her voiceover. So did the you ever get to Carlo. meet this guy? I never actually met him. He was never really there when we were shooting. Obviously, they would just do their voiceover stuff, you know, another day. Carlos Alzaraki, I think his name was. And he's, I mean, I think he's, um, you know, a lot of actors just do voiceover stuff. So I believe he actually has a career as an actor. And this was just a a side thing that he got lucky with. So You know, um, it's kind of funny because if you're doing Taco Bell trivia, here you go. The voice and the star never got to meet. <laughs> exactly. They did meet once. They did oh, they meet did. Once. Okay. I, yeah, I wasn't there that day, but they did actually meet. He came down to the set just to meet her. Okay, well, I, I hope that, that he didn't bite Gidget. He was good, right? He behaved <laughs> All right. Well, I know the other thing that was kind of neat about Gidget, I was, I was trying to check you both out, is I love the movie Beverly Hills Chihuahua. And we did have the cast on our show earlier. But didn't Gidget have kind of a buddy, Mooney? Or no, that was, I'm sorry, that was from Legally Blonde, right? Yeah, she wasn't, well, technically she was in Beverly Hills Chihuahua, but you would never have picked her out. And I don't even know if she made the final cut. She, unfortunately, in her final years of working, she was, had to resort to doing background work as Aww. an extra. <laughs> <laughs> being typecast so she was in a big scene I don't know if you remember in Beverly Hills Chihuahua where there was like 50 Chihuahuas and we shot that on green screen where we would just do one dog at a time and then they put them all together in post but her um, what was the scene is that the one where they do the We Are Mighty is that the one uh, it's when they flash back to the the scene in Mexico when all the Chihuahuas live in that valley and don't really remember. That's but, okay. Yeah, I only worked on that for like a couple of days with her, and that was it. She was definitely not prominent, and she was definitely not in a starring role. But Legally Blonde 2, she was cast to play Bruiser, his mom, in Legally Blonde 2. Okay. So maybe that's what you were thinking of. But she, yeah, um, yeah, she played the mom of Bruiser, but yeah. I understand that the dog playing Bruiser is really named Mooney, who mm-hmm. was good friends with Gidget, correct? Oh, they, they loved each other. Aw. Yeah. They didn't live together. I would, only, I would have Mooney at my house when I was working him on a project like the movies. He would mm-hmm. live with me, but he lived with another trainer um, when he's not working. And the, end, the scene in the end of the movie when they are reunited after they get his mom out of the um, lab, <laughs> there's a scene at the end of the movie when they reunite and they play and jump around and, and frolic. And we kept them apart for like three or four days because that is what they usually do when they haven't seen each other in a while. So oh. that was just like we kept them apart and then we shot that scene where we just let them play and just do what they do naturally when they haven't seen each other in a couple of days. And it's like, hi, how are you? And they all just like <laughs> jump around each other and Gidget tries to clean his face and his ears. And 
<laughs> that was smart. That was very smart. That's natural. That's natural acting, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> wow. I think that's great. Now, I was looking, and, you know, this is sad that, you know, we all have to go to heaven someday, but tell us a little bit about the outpouring that you received on behalf of Gidget. I mean, I see there was a, a beautiful tribute on CNN. They said, for yeah. whom the bell tolls, it tolls for Taco Bell. I was but, blown away. I couldn't believe yeah. it because I had just done a print shoot for People magazine earlier in the year, Gidget and Mooney. It was uh, it was titled Celebrity Dogs, Where Are They Now? And they featured several animals that have been in movies or commercials, and Gidget and Mooney were featured in that. And so the lady that I had worked with on that, I contacted her. She was from People magazine, and I just mentioned to her the next day after Gidget had passed, I said, I don't know if it's possible to do an obituary in the magazine. I said, you know, Gidget passed away yesterday. And she said, absolutely. And we'll also post it on our online, you know, on our website, people.com. And from that, the press picked it up like it just went insane. And when you did a Google search for her two days afterwards, I think I stopped reading or, you know, like Google search, you have like 10 results per page. And right. it was like, over 50. I stopped at like 45. I couldn't read anymore. Absolutely incredible. And this is a dog that hasn't worked in seven or eight years, you know? Right. <laughs> and people were still like, I mean, I did interviews. and It was like you said, CNN, ABC, Conan O'Brien did a little tribute. David Letterman mentioned her in his top 10. You know, The View, they mentioned her. Everybody, everybody. So she definitely was an icon. And uh, and seven, eight years later, people still remembered her and love her. And would, well, would and I think that's a tribute to you, Sue, as well. I mean, you brought out her best on front of the camera. Oh, thank you. She was and a, she loved she was a great little dog. <laughs> We're speaking with Sue Chipperton. She is a world-acclaimed animal trainer and more talents. And we're going to learn about some of the other dogs, cats, cows, ducks, even Italian squirrels that she has brought out their magic right after this commercial break. So sit and stay. We'll be right back. Time for a walk on the red carpet, of course. All Behave will be back in a flash right after these messages. Give your dog some thought with Dog Thoughts. It's the iPhone application that everyone's talking about. What do you think of this? A man in Davis, California says he's invented an application for the iPhone that claims it can read your dog's mind. Huh? No, it's true. Now, I read about it on my cat's Twitter page. That's why. Jay Leno talked about it, CBS reported on it, and now you can see what all the buzz is about. Created just for dog lovers, Dog Thoughts makes taking photos of your furry best friend more fun. Shake your dog and read his mind. <gasps> on your iPhone, of course. Take a pic of your pup, shake your phone, and watch as his thoughts appear on the screen. Does he have a bone to pick with you, or is he having a tail-wagging day? Get your Dog Thoughts iPhone app today. Just 99 cents. Go to PetLifeRadioPromotions.com. That's PetLifeRadioPromotions.com. Greetings, human. What planet am I on? 
Welcome to Pet Planet. Here's a copy of Pet Planet Magazine, Florida's most informative and fun pet resource magazine. It features heartwarming stories and informative articles from local and national pet experts. Excellent. Pet Planet Magazine offers Operation Planet Rescue, helping rescued pets find new homes. And it's available at 500 locations in South and Central Florida and 24-7 on the Internet at PetPlanetMagazine.com. If you're out and about with your pet, you may be featured in paparazzi, candid pictures of you and your pet. For up-to-date pet-friendly events, activities, and pet-related services and products, Pet Planet Magazine is your final destination. I shall take this magazine home with me. Back to your home planet? No, to my condo in Boca. Pet Planet Magazine. Check them out at www.petplanetmagazine.com or 352-394-8578. It's out of this world. Want to know what cats like to eat for breakfast? Mice Krispies, of course. Learn everything there is to know about cats on Catitude with your host, Tom Dock. Each week, we'll spotlight a cool cat breed, give up-to-date advice on cat health, and check out spiffy new cat products. So curl up on the couch every week for a perfectly enjoyable time on Catitude. Every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com. Life Radio. PetLifeRadio.com. Hi, I'm Caesar Milan, the dog whisperer from the National Geographic Channel, and you're listening to All Behave with Harden Moore. Okay, good, Caesar. Good boy. <laughs> I'm wagging my tail. We're back from the lot. Just checked the paper, and we had a record showing at the box. The letterbox, that is. Now back to All Behave. Here's Arden. Welcome back to the OB Hay Show on Pet Life Radio. I'm your host, Arden Moore. We're chatting with Sue Chipperton. She is an animal trainer. You have seen many of her works on television, in the movies. I was looking down at your little uh, bio, and I'm thinking, here's the rundown of some of the movies. Uh, we've spoken of uh, Beverly Hills Chihuahua, but there was a movie called Duck. We'll get to that in a little bit, Sue. Sideways, one of my favorite movies, and I still drink Merlot even despite that. There's been CSI. There's been The Medalist. He's such a cutie. I like him. The Starter Wife. You're talking Grand Torino, The Ugly Truth, Legally Blonde, and more. So uh, I don't think you have any trouble getting a job, do you? (laughs) (laughs) Well, luckily, um, you know, I stay pretty busy. There's, um, I'm one of the fortunate ones in this industry, and the company I work for, even though we do commercials and television, the majority of our work is actually commercial. So that keeps us really busy. You know, when it's slow in Hollywood, it's usually movies and television that are slow. So mm-hmm. other trainers might not work as much. But I've been very fortunate over the years, yes. Well, I'm looking at some of the commercial folks, and uh, and we're not giving them free advertising, but we're doing everything from Bud Light, Aflac, Purina, Jack in the Box, Jeep, Ford Trucks. I mean... Meow mix? Jeez. <laughs> yeah, I'd be hard pushed to come up with a product that haven't worked an animal on, you know, as far as pushing their, their product. Like over the years, I may have covered every aspect from cars to pet foods. <laughs> okay, well, here's two that have intrigued me. I want, hopefully, you can give our listeners a little background and behind the scenes on this. The first, if you go to tailsticks.com and you check out 
Sue's bio and all, there is this short Italian video featuring a squirrel for a candy bar called, is it called Duplo? Yes. All right. This squirrel is grabbing a candy bar out of a vending machine. So let's talk about this uh, squirrel. That was actually a really fun job. Squirrels are, we've always had squirrels at the company I work for, and we usually have seven or eight of them. And It's like when we work cats, we work them in teams. So -hmm. when you go to see The Ugly Truth with the tabby cats in that movie, you'll see one tabby cat, obviously, in each scene, but it's four or five different cats. So we Mm -hmm. have one cat that will be, like, good for holding, another cat that's good for running up a tree. They all have their little speciality or things that they do really well. And the same with the squirrels. So we always work more than one when we go on a job. So I think we took five with us, and we shot that in Hungary. Oh, um, really? Wow. That was in Budapest? Yeah, it was for an Italian Italian (laughs) candy. Yeah. And we, you can train squirrels to do a lot of different things. I mean, we train them to retrieve. It's all hands-off. You don't ever, we don't touch these squirrels because they do like to munch on you every now and again. So we mm-hmm. actually carry them out in a little box, and we release them into the scene. They're trained to go to a mark, and then on their mark, they will do whether it's sitting up or you know, holding on to something, or if we need to do an a, what we call an A to B, where they run from point A to point B, then I will release from a box, and there'll be another trainer at the end mark as the squirrel runs his path to the other box. So that particular commercial, we had to have him run up. There was a rake or a broom or something leaning against the vending machine because we needed to physically have a way for him to get up the vending machine and be able to touch the button. So he trained him to touch the button, target on the button to make the candy bar drop down. We couldn't train him to put the coin in. We could train him to take the coin out. So they reversed the film. They shot it and then reversed it because... It was just too complicated for them to grasp the concept of holding a coin and then getting it in this tiny little slot. So we would be behind the vending machine, pushing the coin out, and he would take it. So (laughs) once they reversed that, it looked like he was putting the coin in. But everything else he did, when the candy bar dropped out at the bottom, he reached in and grabbed it and picked it up. And then the only thing he didn't do was carry it. I think there was a scene at the end where he carried it in his mouth up to the tree. I think that was CGI. But yeah, they did um, pretty much everything you see, you know, in that commercial. That was a pretty fun commercial to do. Yeah, I mean, I one time a long time ago I went to SeaWorld and I got to see the uh, the Pet Rules show. And maybe you can explain to our listeners, isn't it? It's called back chaining. Is that the right term? Where you actually start from the last point B to point A and work yeah, them back. Yeah, yeah. It's a chain of behaviors. So if, if we start with the, the squirrel on the um, rake at the vending machine and he's pressing a button, first of all, we'll train the button pressing part, then the running up the rake to the button, and then running around the ground to the rake <laughs> up to the button. So, uh-huh. and then we, you know, so we do all those elements, but then when we actually get to doing it on set, we'll just put him on the rake, have him touch the button and pay him, mm-hmm. and then back him up. What is squirrel currency? I don't know what they're, if they have uh, <laughs> peanut butter and um, any kind of walnuts. So we break up walnut and peanuts. And there's this uh, food called monkey chow, which is a lot, uh, zoos use it a lot for different kinds of animals. It's got a lot of nutrients in it. It's made specifically for animals. So grapes, bananas. A lot of times we will mush up bananas and put it in a syringe, like a bigger syringe. And then we can just feed out a little bit from the end. It's a clean, easy way of paying them their treat without having to mess with a spoon and a jaw and get it everywhere. So we'll just squirt out a little bit of banana from the end of the syringe and pay them that way. But yeah, so they, you know, they eat all the 
Well, I just didn't know if they had a SAG card. I guess they don't. Maybe they have a (laughs) WAG card if you're a celebrity pet. Maybe you have WAG cards instead of SAG cards, right? (laughs) That would be funny. (laughs) Well, what about cows? That would be good as long as they got residuals. (laughs) That's right. That's right. Residuals and more bananas, please. I want the mashed bananas. Now, there was a California cheese commercial. Were you working with a bunch of cows? Yes, I've done a few of those. Probably mm, the ones that you would see of, you know, well, sometimes they actually do air old ones, but three or four years ago, maybe five years ago. There was a couple I did when they had some younger, some calves in there and they were um, looking for their mom or whatever. And yeah, those are always fun. And we always go up to Petaluma, which is central California, uh, where the hills are still green, amazingly enough. And <laughs> no small. <laughs> So, yeah, those are always fun. Well, always how tricky fun. is it to, if you had a choice between training a duck, a squirrel, or a cow, which one do you think is easiest or how are they different? I would probably say the cow is the, even though they're trainable, probably you can, you just have to physically look and see what they're capable of doing. So, you know, what's a cow capable of doing? He can run, he can walk, he can stop when you tell him to stop, he can put his head up, he can put his head down because you're using a food bucket to get them to put their head up and down he can probably kneel down and he could probably lay down but he's not going to be like you know doing weird stuff probably maybe not getting them to retrieve a duck obviously is limited to certain things too even though we have done stuff where it looks like they're retrieving we have a little rig we train them to wear and it looks like they're carrying money or whatever (laughs) but the squirrel is probably the most versatile out of those three as far as what they can do, you know, we can have them wave, we can have them beg up, we can do all the stuff that was in that little commercial, retrieve. So the, out of those three animals, the squirrel is probably the most versatile. So they may be a little nuts, but they're more talented than the duck or the cow is what you're saying. Yes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so you've gone all over the planet, literally, haven't you? You just talked about Budapest. I think there was some... Uh, ragu pasta commercial you did in Chile. Let's be a little Ram McNally here. What are some of the cool spots you've been on this globe? I've been to Japan, South Korea, South America, Mexico, Budapest, and um, Canada. We go up there a lot. And all over the states. And I think that's it as far as for working. So when you grew up, were you the kid that was training worms to break dance? Or uh, what's your childhood I back? was the kid that was bringing dog, stray dogs home with a rope tied around their neck so that I was always bringing stray dogs home and my mom would be like "Mm, no I don't think we can keep this one as well but yeah I know I got my start in animal training with marine mammals which is what I did before I came to California and did studio work so I had three years that's really where I learned to train animals on the job was training marine mammals dolphins and sea lions do you do the clicker training or what type of okay I used a whistle uh, for the dolphins but yeah it's the same thing that's where I actually learned how to train, and that was, yeah, that was fun. Now, what would you say was your big break? Is it Gidget, or is there something before that? What would you consider where you felt like, you know, I've made it? I don't know, because I don't really look at it like that. Like, uh, you know, work, if I, probably if I was like an independent trainer and I didn't work for a company, and I was trying to promote myself, but, you know, I work for a company, so it's Right, like the studio animal services? And, yeah, and we all do the jobs together, and it's all teamwork, so it's, you know, there was always me and another trainer on the jobs when I did Taco Bell. And so it's not just me, it's it's all of us. And when we would prep them and rehearse them back at our ranch, you know, other people are helping out. So it's not really like I look at it and say, you know, oh, this was my big break because 
as long as I'm working and <laughs> getting right. paid, that's a really the most important thing is I get a paycheck every now and again. <laughs> yeah, I, I hear you. It's always so nice. So as far as, yeah, getting it. I mean, it's nice that, you know, people go, oh, you train the Taco Bell dog. That's cool. You know, and like acknowledge that you can actually train an animal. That's nice because you know, sometimes you go get in this business and it's like any business, there are good trainers and not so good trainers and there's good actors and not so good actors. And it's nice that for all intents and purposes, I appear to be a good trainer. <laughs> well, I've, I've been on your blog and I have to tell you, I really, you give really savvy advice to people, especially if they plan to travel with their pets on the airline. You you spoke about the packpet.com if you're going international, yeah, house training trips. Um, you know? Yeah, I'm a big advocate for trying to get people to understand what you have to do, you know, to make a, a trip comfortable and safe for your animal. Um, I can't imagine that there's any other person, maybe show people that, that go dog shows, maybe right. breeders that would ship animals as much as studio animal trainers. So I figured that was always a good thing to put in there. In fact, I need to actually put... I. I've been debating with my blog whether or not to actually do two separate blogs and just have, like, my my little stories and then a separate dog training tip blog because I'm not that computer smart as far as like figuring out how to move things around and make things open and close and sometimes the dog training tips get lost all the way down at the bottom of the blog so I'm kind of in in debate with myself as to whether or not I would actually do a separate dog training tip blog. Your advice is great because you've been there You've showed success, and I was also happy to see when you're doing the house training tips, it isn't just one tip fits all dogs. You talked about different dogs and breeds. And the thing is, again, I can't tell you how many, in 15 years, how many puppies I've trained and had at my house. You know, Studio Animal Services pretty much does all the Purina commercials. So all the Purina puppy chow, in fact, I'm doing one right now, uh, all the Purina puppy chow commercials over the years, litters and litters of puppies and I just when I look at dog trainers animal trainers the amount of animals I've had in my house the amount (laughs) of dogs I've house trained and and puppies and the amount of animals I've flown again I can't think of another instance where somebody would have of course there are trainers that know how to tell someone how to house break but like you know, you said, it's like, well, is it a small dog, a big dog, or is it one you rescued, or is it one you got as a puppy? There's right. so many variables to it all, and the whole flying thing, too. It's like people are so freaked out about flying their dogs, but in 15 years, touch wood, I've never had a problem flying a dog in the hold. There are horror stories. I know I've read them in the news, and I've, you know, but you can also go out and get run over by a bus tomorrow. Yep, you know? that's and right. And it's like, you put all these fears on onto the dog themselves it's like you're scared the dog's not scared the only thing you have to do as a pet owner is get your dog used to being in a crate it's not the actual traveling if a dog is used to a crate they're at their own little home their little sanctuary their home away from home our dogs travel well because when we go to set they travel in crates so their whole life going back and forth back and forth in a van in a truck in a crate they know their crate, and that's the biggest problem with pet owners is that dogs don't usually go into crates. So when you go to the airport and you put your dog in a crate for the first time on a plane, of course it's going to be scared. Right. So the big I thing sometimes is the think crate. just being human, we kind of trip up our pets. If we have an yeah. upbeat, confident tone, they're like, rock on, we're going to Budapest. <laughs> yeah, and, but that also translates to like taking your cat to the vet in a crate. Right. But the only time the cat ever goes in a crate is to go to the vet. Would you want to get in a crate? 
No, no thanks. <laughs> so, you know, crates are great. I think they've gotten a better rap over the years. Back in the, you know, the day, you'd go on set and your dog, you'd still occasionally have people come over and they'd walk past and our dogs would be sleeping in a crate on set. And they're like, oh, look at the poor dogs in their cages. And I'm like, really? That's what you see? A, a poor dog in its cage? <laughs> like, right. do you want to see this dog run back to its home after it's finished working? You know, as soon as I release him from set, that dog will run across set through the legs of all the crew throw himself down in his crate and go to sleep with the door open, you know, so it's like, oh, Yeah, it's like their critter condo. I mean, I agree with you. I I always say, crate is great. And they're like, rock on. I don't ever put them in there when they're being buttheads. Yeah. But with cats, uh, I call it the three C's of terror. The carrier, the car, the clinic. (laughs) Cats are trickier. You can't really uh, talk them down. But they... um, Food is a good motivator for a cat. <laughs> that's right. That's right. So in The Ugly Truth, that was a funny, funny movie. And when she's up in that tree with her cat, how many scenes did you have to take with the cat? And was the cat afraid when the, the branch broke? No, we had prepped that probably for two weeks. Wow. With the tree, with the stump person, with the tree branch breaking. And we had a separate cat that ran across the ground and up the tree. We had a different cat that was the cat that she was holding when she was in the tree and the cat that she fell out of the tree with. So the cat that ran up the tree is the kind of cat that is, you're a crazy cat. You know, it's like, what's the food? I want to go for my food. You know, know, it can be full and he's still hungry. And he's like the kind of cat you wouldn't want to hold because he's like trying to get out of your arms to go find food. Right. So that's why we use more than one. So the cat that's in the arms up the tree is the big happy fat cat. It's just like, hey, what's going on? And isn't scared of anything, like just hanging out. And we prepped it ourselves, and we had these crash mats, which the stunt department provides, big, huge, you know, like when you see behind the scenes and they're falling and they land on these big mattresses. We had those underneath. So when she went out of the tree, if I remember correctly, she fell and she tossed the cat to one side, which is where we were, and we would just scoop him up. And he thought it was fun. He went right back up there with her each time. And I think we probably did it about five or six times. It was a great scene. It was a great movie, actually, too. (laughs) Well, we're speaking with Sue Chipperton. She is an animal trainer from the Hollywood world and commercials, TVs, movies, and more. And whether you're in front of a camera or not, Sue, it sounds like you have been blessed with a lifelong love of all critters, from ducks to geese to squirrels and more, right? Yeah, definitely. It beats an office job, that's for sure. <laughs> oh, that's right. And to learn more about Sue, you can go to tailsticks.com. Is there anything else we can do where we can let people know a little bit about your work as well? Well, I, like you mentioned, my blog, you can check that out too because I, I write about you know being on set and the animals that I work with, and that's uh, www.check-thegate.blogspot.com. Well, say that <laughs> again. It's check... That. Do it again. One more time. Take two. Check-thegate, all one word, dot blogspot.com. Okay. <laughs> check the gate, blogspot.com with a dash in the middle between the check and the... Say that 40 times. Right. I don't know yeah. if you're, if anyone will ever get that, but it's... Um, maybe I'll hey, put a go link to Sue my, Chipperton. My... Do a Google search on Sue Chipperton. There you go. And my dog's name is Chipper, so she loves you a ton. So there, that's how I'm going to remember you. And I have a girl with a boy's name because I like to golf, and she's happy. So she's oh. a 
time shelter reject. She gets her Hollywood moments. We travel a little bit on satellite media tours, and we went to the opening of a new canine cocktail event at this hotel Indigo in San Diego last week, and I had my cool little flip video. I got my dog, Chipper and Cleo. They're a big little dog. And they had this little reflection pond, and Chipper gets in it, and everybody, you hear him around going, oh. And then she, honest to gosh, Sue, she gave me that grin. You know the grin I'm talking about. And she looks at me, and she walks away to the end of the reflection pool and decides to squat and leave her little liquid <laughs> splendor. And you hear everybody go, oh, no. So oh, no, that's funny. And, of course, yeah. So she, She's going to be known as the pea princess, I guess, of uh, San Diego. <laughs> I mean, Always I mean, way. help from you because she's quite the comedian. Do you find that some pets, they've got their own sense of humor? Oh, definitely. I mean, all of the dogs that, well, you know, Studio Animal Services has over 100 dogs. And, and some of them, you know, the trainers bring home, like Gidget lived with me for 15 years. And I have an English bulldog right now that I've been training since probably March. And he is hysterical, like just there's a video of him on my blog doing his thing and he he just cracks me up i mean even him sleeping makes me laugh really what's um, his name serious serious his name is like serious and he's a comedian <laughs> right serious the english bulldog he uh yeah the, there's a little video on there and he washes he does it about once a week whether he needs it or not he washes his feet and he leans up against the couch and he then braces himself and puts his feet on my coffee table to get a good angle uh, to be able to wash them because technically he can't really reach them that well because of his neck. He doesn't have one. Right. So he uses this whole like system to get the foot on the coffee table so now it's in front of him and he can reach it. It's hysterical. It's well, you know what I'm going to be doing after the show? I'm dashing over to your site. <laughs> That's cool. Um, Sue, thank you very, very much for being a guest on our show. You're great. You have a lot of talent and you know, you're making people laugh. You're making people go, oh, and all that and, and Gidget up in doggy heaven the taco dog I mean I am toasting her by having a taco in her memory tonight <laughs> oh thank you very much thanks for having me alright we've uh, enjoyed having Sue Chipperton on our show and I, at this time I also want to thank my cool producer Mark Winter he makes this show happen each and every week and for all of you just dash over to PetLifeRadio.com check out the show and others in our network and go check out Sue Chipperton on tailsticks.com and you can navigate very easily to her blog and other things and you're going to be blown away by all the different animals she's had a, a part in bringing out their best. So until next time, this is your flea-free host, Arden Moore, delivering just two words to all you two, three, and four-leggers out there. Oh, behave! Coast to coast and around the world, it's All Behave with Arden Moore. Find out why cats and dogs do the things they do and get the latest buzz from wagging tongues and tails in Rin Tin Tinseltown. From famous pet experts and best-selling authors to television and movie stars, you'll get great tail-wagging pet tips and have a fur-flying fun time. All Behave with America's pet edutainer, Arden Moore. Every week on demand, this is the place for a special paparazzi treat. Only on PetLifeRadio.com.